welcome back to the Division 45 Virtual Mentorship Program for 2019. Um, I am here with UA, Chun, and Crystal, and we're really excited to close out this season of amazing podcast guests. Um, and we thought it would be an opportunity for us to say hello and talk to y'all one-on-one, um, but then also give you some tips and tricks and things that we got out of the season um, and leave you with some in thoughts or things we hope that you will take with you moving forward into our fifth season, which will happen in 2020. Um, so I will start with my introduction. I am Desiree Daniel. I am a doctoral student at University of New Mexico. I am the current Division 45 student representative, um, and I have been with Division 45 for six years and now we'll be wrapping up my last year as student rep and my fourth year um, on the board. And so I will move it over um, to UA. Hello everyone, my name is Yue Li. I am a doctoral student in counseling psychology at Indiana University. I am a co-chair of the mentorship program and I have been with Division 45 for the past three years and I'm gonna be wrapping up and rotating off this year as well. Um, and we can talk more about the next steps um, later in the closing episode. Um, next, I will give the mic to Chuan. Hi, my name is Chen Tao. I'm a doctoral student in counseling psychology at Arizona State University. Um, I'm also a co-chair of the mentorship program with Division 45, and this is my second year with the community, uh, the committee, sorry. Um, and then this is also time for me to rotate off of the position this year. So I'm gonna turn it to Crystal. Hi, I'm Crystal. This is my first year with Division 45 and the mentorship committee. I'm a co-chair on the committee, and I'm also a third-year doctoral student at the University of Houston. Thank you. Um, so I've been really excited about this program. Um, Division 45 actually started having a mentorship program, I believe, in the 90s. Um, but over time, it kind of lost steam because it was a formal mentorship program where you had to apply to be matched with an individual mentor. And then it kind of was the student's responsibility to reach out to that mentor um, and kind of get some mentorship around whatever your topic was. Um, in 2015, Jasmine Jenkins, who was the current co-chair of the virtual mentorship program, came up with the idea of moving it to a virtual platform. So in 2015, we really started working on how can we make mentors more available virtually through YouTube and videos. Um, and over the time, we kind of tweaked the format from having a one-week kind of mentorship intensive program to doing a more several mentors once a month and having two sessions. Um, and then recently, our sessions right now are where we have two mentors talking about a topic and their interests. Um, and then students can now reach out to those mentors directly around things that they feel are important to them. Um, and really remembering that we wanted to honor students of color especially um, and the privacy of having personal questions answered um, and having that one-on-one -on -one, like very cultural humble 
relationships that supported like the individual, not just like the academy. Um, and so that's kind of a general idea of kind of what we've done. Um, and then I will turn it over to the others to talk more about why we added the podcast um, and kind of what was it like for us to change the structure over the last year. Um, I can go first. Um, I think this is, uh, I actually didn't know about the history until today. So it's really cool to know how it has evolved. And I think technology really changed our way of learning and living in so many ways. And this is a very great example. Now we can connect with each other um, and more people throughout this online virtual platform. And I just want to say that I thought about the idea of putting it on podcasts because personally that's one of my favorite uh, ways to learn new things because I spend a lot of time on the commute. I don't always have time to sit down to watch a video or to read a book. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks. And so I thought that would be a good idea to catch more people on the go and just grab those uh, not um, valuable information while we're on a commute or driving or whatever you're doing. So fits into graduate students' busy schedule. Yeah, I can go next. I think I don't have a ton of personal experience of using podcasts, but I can agree that um, the goal of our virtual mentorship program is to reach as many students as we can. So the more multimodal we um, use in terms of advertising or channeling these information from all the wonderful mentors to our students, I think it will be more helpful. And I really enjoy the process of brainstorming, uh, brainstorming with my team in terms of how we can promote these programs further, how we can help students benefit from the resource we're able to offer. Um, and, um, and I think this year we're definitely seeing great success in terms of changing the format. So it becomes more of a focused interview between us and the mentors. Um, with specific questions that can be pertinent to these topics. Um, and I hope that you all have enjoyed this whole series. <laughs> I'll kind of echo what everyone has already said. Um, for me, I do listen to podcasts and I have tons of friends who really like listening to podcasts. And it was a way that I know if it wasn't on podcasts, some people just, they don't have interest or they don't have the time to access it. So I definitely think that we, um, opened it up to a lot more people than we would have um, without it being on a podcast. And it was kind of cool to kind of just hear my voice and not see my face <laughs> whenever I wanted <laughs> to kind of listen to it too. So um, I did enjoy having, you know, both modalities for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. I also just want to add that I want to shout out to Desa for figuring out how to Absolutely. make it happen because we brought up the idea, but I have no idea how to do it. So I think it's really cool that we're able to put out iTunes podcast, which is the most um, popularized medium. Um, I also recognize that we're very no budget, um, very low key kind of production. So I listen to some of our podcasts and I know some of the sound quality can be varying and sometimes there might be some technological difficulties. So for those of you who listen through those podcasts, um, thank you for your patience. Um, even though we're not producing any professional quality content, but we do hope that this is an enjoyable and valuable experience for you all. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a perfect segue into challenges. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges, um, a part of this process is I have tried as a, a, a leader in development or a leader in training to open the floor for like, if you guys have an idea, like, let's see if we can make it happen. Um, and I don't think I realized what I said when I said it, because getting the podcast going and editing the audio was probably my biggest challenge. But I think that, um, like challenges and strengths was that it very was, it was so just critically helpful to have a team of four of us. Like this would not have been possible. Um, and even though yes, audio was a challenge and, um, video was a challenge as well. Uh, we are, we are learning it while teaching our mentors how to navigate that, navigate that process as well. Um, I think it was like one of the best products we could have done for our first time around. Um, and I'm really proud of it, but I think that there's tons of like normal challenges like scheduling and like just our normal daily lives and things happen and stuff like that. But I didn't realize the challenge of being so um, like getting the uploads going and getting that process going um, until we tried it. And so I think in the beginning it was super rocky, but by, you know, episode 15, I think we got it down pretty well. And we made it to YouTube, or not YouTube, iTunes, which was <laughs> shocking. I was like, oh, really? We're big time now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of challenges, I think it's always challenging with timing and technology. When you introduce that to the mix, things sometimes get a little complicated. But um, I want to thank Desa and, again, um, all the mentors who were able to deal with us and were able to, like, you know, figure out the technology or use their Saturday. Um, I know one of my interviews, it was, like, the Saturday before Easter. So they were, like, doing muffins or cupcakes cupcakes and then they were like okay I have to go get my cupcakes I have to check on them <laughs> so they definitely were flexible as well yeah um, I think one of the challenges for me is also through the virtual format so that I don't get to connect with the students and that I wanted to support. Um, I remember the first year me and Chun were doing real-time mentorship session and sometimes we send out the notification. Um, it, it's scheduling is a little hectic and sometimes we only had um, a couple of people on the call with us or sometimes nobody on the call with us, which is understandable because everybody's time is very um, limited um, but I think it was a little uh, discouraging at times to just question how big is our impact or are we doing something that actually reaches people or is actually helpful and now we're switching to YouTube and podcast formats and I think uh, it, it's also a little bit delayed to get feedback from students um, so I think personally I would feel motivated if I hear some of those feedback and comments from other people. I actually had friends who messaged me privately, tell me that they benefited from what we did, which was very helpful for me to feel like this is meaningful and keep going. So for some of you who are listening, we want to hear from you and we will probably send out a feedback form in some, uh, in some ways uh, pretty soon. So to get your thoughts on how has 
this been going? And that will also be kind of a fuel of motivation for all of us to keep doing this. Yeah, going along with what you had just shared, I think one of the challenges as hosts of these mentorship um, sessions is to come up with the questions that we think will be broad enough to cover the topic, but also specific enough that can tailor to our potential audience interests. And especially we kind of decided kind of split the um, sessions across based on the our own like scheduling availability so sometimes we may be hosting a session that we don't have a ton of expertise or experiences with so then um, we kind of have to do some research ourselves and again communicating with the mentor in advance to make sure that we're providing as much valuable information as we can in each of these sessions and i think similar to what you shared earlier as well because it becomes only interactions between us and the mentors. Sometimes I think it's a complete privilege for us to be in the position to have these one-on-one -on -one interactions with mentors. Um, and I really wish that um, students who have heard our um, podcasts or YouTube videos are reaching out to us continuously when you find that there will be a mentor that you can benefit from connecting with and do not shy away from these opportunities. We're here for you and we want to help you connect with these mentors um, since they committed to spending like at least an hour to connect with us and share their expertise. They're very willing to hear you and then talk to you individually to provide more information and mentorship for you. Yeah, I think it's a true testament to how strong our team ended up being. Um, I, I feel just so humbled and blessed to work with you amazing women, um, especially because um, I kind of, I personally battled with like the continuous of like, should I update these on my own YouTube channel? Should I have this under my own podcast name? Um, and I think for me, I felt like this work should be honored forever. And so I know that I can I will continue to like keep these going and make sure the platform still exists because I think ultimately our, our main goal as students on the student committee for division 45, but division 45 as a whole is that we continue to create spaces and content for students to like be able to interact with. And I really want to highlight what Chun said, especially because, um, it is such a great privilege to do this work and to have these opportunities, even though the work can often be draining and exhausting in many different ways because we are still doctoral students ourselves. Um, but being able to know that students had opportunities to knowledge and information that I didn't have access to is really why I'm just so stoked about this program overall and excited to see it continue in the future um, under Crystal's reign and the next student representative. Um, and I know we kind of like typical us would also talk about strengths as well while we talked about challenges, but I also want to give people opportunity to talk about any other strengths that they thought kind of came out of this program or um, they thought really highlighted the work we did this semester. I feel like one of the um, strengths of this program is definitely how the breadth of our topics. I think just being in this program for two years, I personally see like an increased um, variety in terms of topics we're able to offer. Um, and I think it varies from like research realm, from like service, from um, to like maybe clinical work. And 
And I hope you can see that we as a team really try our best to cover as much topic that will be pertinent to um, our student audience as we can. And I think this year we also kind of highlighted a few special, not special, but like more diverse students of my diverse background. We have topics about like psychologists found international background. We have topics focusing on LGBT population. So as you see, um, even though the Division 45 focus on race, ethnicity, and culture, we try to take more of an intersectional approach as well to, to understand um, individuals from our unique stances and again um, trying to collaborate and trying to um, provide topics to like benefit again as many students or students interests um, as we can. Um, this kind of goes back to what was talked about before like um, the challenges coming up with what questions to ask or making sure that you have enough to fill an hour um, and what I found out was like, as I did a, a next one, it was easier to kind of create those questions and, or just like let small talk kind of happen and not necessarily have a complete structure like I felt like I needed for the first one. So probably development professionally wise, it helps with like thinking on your feet, being able to like keep a conversation going. And for most, for most of them, like, um, it want, I wanted it to go on for more than an hour, but you're like, oh, it's an hour. <laughs> I'm going to cut it short. But I felt like they could, whereas it was something I was concerned about at the beginning. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think one of our biggest strengths is we come fully authentic. And I think you see our, our authentic um, personalities come through over the many different episodes that we did. I think it, it's hard because we, for the most part, create content for people of color and we want to have that like one-on-one -on -one true nature and have people see us as we normally are. But still, I think, especially in the beginning, the realization that you're like, oh, I'm talking to Patricia Redondo. Like, and you like, you also want to be professional. <laughs> so you're like, oh, I, sh I like, should I like, laugh should i not laugh like should i ask personal questions that i'm really curious about but then realizing that uh students probably have similar questions as well and so um real you're like we have the opportunity to expand their knowledge and make it more one-on-one -on -one and create that real personal intimate space for everyone yeah going off with everybody said uh, i agree with all of that and i think on a personal notes, I think this experience has been a great learning and growing experience for me. Something small, like I listening to my own podcast, I realized I have a lot of ahs and ums in my speech. So I start to pay attention to that and try to be mindful about how my, I make speeches, um, which is really helpful. And I also feel like I've grown as a student and as a leader with the team together. I really think this is a really great opportunity and a good community for me to be involved in. And the work that we do is fun and is meaningful. And I think the most important part is everybody else is very motivated. Um, I don't think we always are on top of things and we always hold ourselves accountable uh, and hold each other accountable. Um, some of my other leadership experience have been sometimes less ideal because people are too busy to get the ball and keep keep the ball rolling but i think this has been the best committee i've 
been involved in because everybody is really trying to get things done and we have amazing product at the end. So yeah, personally, highly recommend um, join a committee and other people who have good work ethics to work on something great. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to transition that into your favorite guests. So especially this, this year, we had 15 podcasts altogether. Um, we had several podcasts that had multiple mentors on them. I think about half of them had two mentors, not just one. Um, so what is your favorite podcast episode or um, guest that you spoke with and like kind of talked to throughout this season? It's hard for me to choose, but I'm indecisive in general. Um, but I think I'm going to say things that I like from each uh, interview. So I interviewed Dr. Jackson and Samantha, who was going up, um, well, she actually is on internship now or getting ready to go. And this was talking about applying to an internship and um, just what that process looks like. And within that, that interview, there was just a lot of little nuggets that I didn't think about, like packing a steamer or making sure that you do like certain coasts at the same time. And it's going to be in January. So if you're in certain places, it's going to be really cold. So I remember just like taking notes and like saving it because I, I'm like, okay, this is something that I'm going to need. And hopefully, you know, the people in virtual world thought that as well. Um, and everyone was so willing to help, you know, contact me if you have any questions. Um, and they've been very gracious. I also interviewed um, the Vasquezes and they were amazing. <laughs> They're very humble, very nice. Um, like even after we stopped recording, we had a little bit of a discussion afterwards just about leadership and uh, what that looks like for people of color. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they're honestly great people. Um, regardless of their position, they were very humble. Um, I want to say it's hard for me to choose as well. Uh, I'm deeply grateful for all of the mentors that I interviewed last season and this season. Personally, if I had to choose, um, I do feel personally impacted by two sessions um, the most. The first one was the first um, episode that I did this season with Dr. Natalie Tran. She is an Asian American and I didn't know her before, but it was such a pleasure to talk with her. She was very open and very vulnerable talking about her challenges while she was a graduate student and her confusion around how her Asian identity was not celebrated and recognized at times and her battles, or sometimes she has to pick her battles to fight um, for whatever barrier that she was dealing with and speak, to, speak truth to power. And I think she was just so fierce and such an empowering um, role model for me as an Asian international student. And I couldn't imagine being in her shoes, you know, dec maybe a decade or two decades ago, the climate was not as inclusive and encouraging as it is, even in psychology. So it gave me a lot of strength and power to hear that um, and know that somebody has uh, helped uh, in the trailblazer and um, paved the way for me. And another really great episode that I feel empowered by was with Dr. Patricia Arredondo. And um, 
Dr. Um, uh, Evans, uh, wait, Evans, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they both talked about leadership in psychology, and they have both been leaders in APA and um, AAPA and in their own academic departments. And again, they're both also just very down to earth, very humble, and talking about their experiences as an undergraduate student or as a young graduate student and the battles that they had to fight and the leadership style they bring to the table and how they build community and how humble and um, motivated they are to, um, again, be trailblazers. And I think those are really refreshing and empowering for me to hear. Yeah, also similar, I feel like it's really hard to choose because I definitely take away a lot from each of the sessions I've had. Um, If I have to think about it, um, I think I really enjoyed the conversation I had with um, Dr. Cecine Wan and um, Vesquez um, on school psychology. And interesting enough, I was able to interview um, about school psychology last year and this year, and I continually feel amazed by this field. And what I enjoyed this year the most is how, like, how willing both Dr. Wan and Vesquez were um, to share their personal experience and also similar to what you shared, be vulnerable in their own process of the challenges they face and what kind of passion they have for the field and what are the opportunities and resources they have for our student listeners. And I think additionally, I really enjoyed the conversation with Dr. Gucci and Reagan uh, entering a job market. I think that's very pertinent for me since I'm approaching the end of my career. And there are certainly things I didn't think about and that kind of just broaden my perspective in terms of negotiating flexible work hours and also thinking about as a woman of color, what would it mean to enter a workspace? Could we be put on like every single committee that involves diversity and be the representative of certain people that we may not feel ready to represent? And those are the things that maybe I wouldn't be more aware when I was would be looking for um, future job opportunities. But now I'll be like paying attention and see what are um, the possibilities in terms of being more flexible and just keep those things in mind. Um, and I think the other one I had was uh, was now Dr. Elizabeth Lewis. And in fact, I had a personal uh, relationship kind of with her. Like I met her a few years ago at an APA Advanced Training Institute. Um, and then she just continues to amaze me with the international-based research and clinical work she's been doing. So knowing that this is my last year with Division 45, I'm like, I have to invite her so she can share her work with our students. Because I think um, a good portion of students, maybe nowadays in psychology, come with some sort of international background. And sometimes not having a mentor that have similar background made it challenging to conduct research or do clinical work or community-based work in that sense. And I think she really shared a lot of great resources that I wasn't aware of. Um, And then a lot of the challenges and the strengths that kind of push her through to do the work in Haiti. And now that she's moving forward to actually move to Uganda to do more work research over there. And for me, just knowing her as a friend and having the opportunities to interview her and sharing with um, more students in our field is very, very empowering. And I've even heard um, from my friends in other departments sharing how much they've learned about this topic. And I really regret that the conversation was a little shorter than planned, but I do hope that 
um, those who have listened to that podcast will like benefit from a lot of the great information there. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I liked how you talked about how some of us have personal connections to the mentors we spoke to. I think that um, this year, because of the great work that you were all doing and how um, just wonderfully giving our mentors were, we were able to cover a lot of topics. Um, and the topics we were able to cover, I kind of reached out to people that I know personally who have impacted my work and my practice. Um, and so I was so excited to speak with um, Drs. Roberto Abreu and Alexia uh, Delioni, um, Delion, and especially Roberto started off as a Division 45 student committee member like five years ago. And now to talk to them as doctors was so exciting, but to see how much um, research in um, Latinx communities has changed over time um, as people who are emerging was really just refreshing and exciting. Um, but then also I try to be more intentional this year about bringing in mentors who um, weren't psychologists, um, who were counselor educators, but were still doing similar work um, and still doing research that we should all know about or practices, kind of like these best practices ideas, especially with communities of color. So Alexia is an amazing um, professor. She does work in addictions, um, but especially with immigrant communities. And so that was just such a rich conversation. Um, and then inviting really two of my friends, I would say, um, doctors uh, Rafe McCullough and Megan Speciali, um, who work with um, LGBTQI plus communities, um, and really having conversations about what it's like for them to be in academia and have to have um, like a, a sexual minority um, identity and navigate the space a little bit differently. So I think that this year, especially, it was just an opportunity to bring in like more of our senior mentors. So like Dr. Alvarez and um, Dr. Arredondo, but then also inviting a ton of just amazing junior scholars. So McCullough um, as well as Speciali, but then even uh, we had just amazing students who took time out of their lives, <laughs> uh, who were also very busy, either at internship or writing dissertation or getting ready to graduate. And so really having conversations with them about what it's like for them right now and then seeing people in the future. So I'm really excited to see some of our um, our colleagues like throughout the transition, whether they were mid senior career um, or graduate students are early career uh, professionals. So on that, speaking of next steps, what is next for everyone, either personally or professionally? So I'll start. Um, uh, Chun will talk about that too, but both of us are going on internship uh, this year. So it was a fun and exciting or and stressful experience just going through internship and getting matched with insights that we really wanted to go. So I will be at University of Illinois Chicago uh, Counseling Center for internship and just moved to Chicago and there's a lot of exciting new things and I'm trying to build new social support and professional support around here. Um, adjusting to the weather in Chicago, I heard it's brutal so I'm prepared and ready and I'm so excited 
for the last stage of my graduate training and become more um, versatile in my clinical skills and become more um, confident as a clinician in the future. Yeah, so like Hua has shared, I will also be um, starting my internship soon. So I will be at the VA San Diego and UC San Diego Consortium program. It's, I think, one of the largest intern cohort in the nation was 19 students. Um, but I will be working in the UC San Diego School of Medicine, um, rotating in the pain clinic, cancer center, and burn center. Um, I think it's a very exciting opportunity and interesting enough, I did not come into the program thinking I want to get into health psychology, but I was able to be afforded the opportunity and benefit from mentorship throughout my program and eventually kind of match at one of my favorite intern opportunities. So I'm really excited about the move to San Diego and also starting this new chapter of my life and also um, completing the doctoral program. And I'll be starting my fourth year in um, school and hopefully getting ready to apply to internship. So that should be a blast <laughs> and stressful, right? <laughs> um, and I'll be continuing with the division. So we're going to have to say goodbye to all three of you, but I'll be continuing. Yes, I'm very, very excited for all the great things Crystal's going to do on the student committee coming up. Um, so I am also a fourth year um, and I will be transitioning off of the Division 45 student committee in December. Um, I'm very excited to welcome the new student representative who will hope hopefully know who that is soon, um, as well as our new committee members who will continue this program. Um, but for me personally, I um, am working more on research this next year. I don't have to do a formal internship, so I'm not going to do one. Um, and I'm instead going to focus on um, teaching and research. And so doing some work um, with other health psychologists um, in um, clinical mental health communities, um, of community, communities of color in New Mexico, um, as well as really just transitioning into future graduation plans. So really excited about um, not just the work we've done this year, but to see the next set of scholars and leaders to kind of take over this program um, and really make it better over time. Um, it's crazy to think, like I've been here four years and uh, China UA, you've been here two years uh, to like be a part of this process. And now Crystal, you're like wrapping up a year. Like, it's just like so crazy that I'm like, who would have thought like, the semester was so crazy for all of us, and, I, and there's so many times that I was like, God be with us. <laughs> um, but to get through it was just awesome, awesome, awesome. So finally, um, what is one thing that you hope people got from this season, from this year of the virtual mentorship program um, that will kind of, they will take with them over the next year for uh, 2020? I think I would um, say that I hope that everyone realizes that their experiences have happened to other people, right? Like there's a community and there's a collective of people that have gone through what they're currently going through and that um, they're also available to reach out and connect to them. Yeah, and I also echo with that. Um, and I want to say feel 
validated in your experience and in your feelings and emotions and uh, use the uh, the validation and use the anger as a motivation to make your voice heard. And I think we are in a great field and students are getting more and more empowered and marginalized communities are getting more and more uh, empowered to have their voice heard. And um, you are not alone and, um, and there are a lot of great uh, mentors out there that have done that and we can continue that work as well. Yeah, and I think maybe coming from a personal experience as well, I feel like I learned so much from the two years I've been in this program and as part of this team. I think if any of the podcasts or videos kind of brought up any new perspective, new feelings that you've never experienced or had before, embrace that. And also if there is an opportunity for you to be part of a team like you shared earlier, I hope that just by hearing us about our personal experience being part of the process can motivate you or empower you to think that you can be part of it as well. And maybe that's not something that you feel most comfortable thinking about it, but being in this team helped at least to push me to do some things I wouldn't be doing otherwise. And I benefited greatly from it and I've grown so much. And I hope that you will consider taking an opportunity like this in the future as well to just, and it's never too late. Absolutely. I think that the one thing I would say is that you are in your own right already a mentor. Um, it really doesn't matter where you are in your program. Um, you have some experience to share. Um, and I think it is a wonderful like privilege to be mentored, but then also to realize that you have everything you need to be successful already um, and being able to mentor another student or just to offer some help um, is I think ultimately what makes this program so successful. So the many of the people who are mentors at some point in their life thought that they would never be one, like I would never be a mentor or maybe I shouldn't mentor now, um, but realizing that you have something to offer where one student um, will listen and and see these these podcasts or these videos and realize that they're not alone. And I think that is critical in getting through graduate school, but then also becoming scholars in practice in the future. So, um, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final. An amazing year. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, really, I mean that too. I mean, just kind of listening to us all talk about it, you're like, wow, we did do some things. <laughs> and just echoing what both Desa and Chun said, um, we want to build a community with our students in Division 45. So if you have feedback and reactions, we would love to hear from, uh, hear from that and improve our program in the future. And if you're considering um, doing something like this or being a part of something great, I think this is a great opportunity to build relationships, not only professionally, but also personally by working on a project with some people together and, um, yeah, and it's not intimidating and it's fun. And um, I, I learn surpri uh, surprising things that I didn't think, thought that I would learn.
Yeah, I feel like I don't have a ton to add. Um, I just want to, similar to everyone has shared earlier, I really thank my team and then really appreciate the opportunity to be able to serve on this committee. Keep saying community, um, but then we are trying to build a community here. So that's probably why. Um, and I think we're all in part of a process to be more inclusive in our field and in this society. And I think the work will never be done, done. But then I think it's really helpful to have a network of people that support us um, and we can support along the process. And I think it's definitely an honor to have find one uh, along the process, but I hope that you will find one as well. And then um, if not, that we are here for you. Absolutely. So final thoughts. One thing I would say is if you yourself feel like you can mentor someone or offer some mentoring advice, or you know a mentor that we did an interview that you think would be perfect for this podcast or video series, please reach out to Crystal or I. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, we would love suggestions. We want to keep opening up um, the opportunity for people to be a part of this program, um, but then also part of the community long-term. Um, and then really, I would just say thank you so much for giving us feedback, leaving comments, listening, um, and being a part of our process. Um, as student representative, I am who I am today because of the Division 45 community as a whole and because of the relationships I've created here. So. I am beyond humble and grateful to have met the three of you um, and really, really excited to be on this journey with all of you. And I am even more excited to see what happens in the fifth year of this journey in 2020. So thank you for watching and listening. And it's a pleasure to wrap up this season with you. I don't know. Thank you. I, don't, I was like, should I add something? I yes, girl, all of it. Just have all of it. <laughs> yes, I mean, I echo what everyone says, and it has been a pleasure to work with you all as well. Yeah, and thank you all again, and I look I look forward to hopefully getting to know some of you, maybe at APA or just right. in person. If you recognize me, um, please come and say hi. And I would love to get connected with more students as well. Great. Yeah. yeah look forward to the next year. And, and Crystal, just reach out to us if you need anything from us. Oh, I will. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I also, yeah. I'm, I'm rusty, y'all. So, we will be at AP in Chicago. I'm sorry about that. Division 45 is there. Our host mm -hmm. hotel is going to be the Marriott. Right. Um, and all of our division events are going to be on Friday. So we hope to see you at our division events. Um, you can find all of that information either on our website or follow us on social media via Twitter or Instagram. Um, all of those links are on our website as well. So we hope to see you in Chicago. Um, and we're really grateful that you've been a part of this journey as a whole. And we will see you uh, in 2020. Bye. 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 <laughs>